0: Hi everyone and welcome to the first episode of Coogee Voice for 2021 and wow what an episode we have in store for you. Today we're sitting down with Paul Varney, President of the Coogee Dolphins and Mark Dowd, the club's captain. We provide a brief history of the club including the club's tragic connection to the Bali bombings. We get a review of the upcoming season including the plays to keep an eye out for and the club's plan to build a women's team. You're listening to Coogee Voice.
1: You get a lot of, you know, negative headlines about rugby league players being disrespectful but these guys are just um, so respectful and, and I think being a good person off the field is, is important to, to doing your best on the field, so...
2: Yeah, so this is obviously an initiative that flows on from the New South Wales Rugby League. They're holding a league tag team in the, uh, for the 13 girls, under 13s girls, and also for the senior women's in the New South Wales Combined Competition. So,
0: Paul and Mark, welcome to You Voice. How are you both going today?
2: Going well. Thanks for having me, Marjorie. Really good. Thanks for having us.
0: Now, before we get into talking about Coogee Dolphins, the whole premise of this podcast is about the eastern suburbs. So what is it that brought you to the east in the first place?
2: I think for myself and like for all dolphins, we we are transient and we all come for work. I think um, that's the main reason why why we all head out to the eastern suburbs and it was for work.
1: For me, I've kind of moved for all the reasons you would expect a 24-year-old Guy to, to move to Koji and it was meant to be for, for one summer, um, get away from mum's cooking and, and learn it, learn a little bit of independence as a Lebanese guy. So ended up never leaving, so I'm still here and don't really see myself leaving either.
0: So what is it that keeps you in the eastern suburbs?
2: Oh, for myself, certainly the friendships that, that I've acquired, um, absolutely
1: the friendships and the good people that are out here. It's the community. I just love walking down the street. You know everyone and there's always something happening you can get involved with, so...
0: I hear you. Paul, now you've been president for a while, so there's no one better suited to give us a history of the Coogee Dolphins. Can you tell us a bit about how the club came to be?
2: Yeah, I, I came to the club in 1997, but the club was formed in 93 when um, Paul Gallagher and David Lyons and Peter Blake and a few other guys had uh, had decided to to form a, a rugby club. They had come out of, uh, I think it was um, Patrician Brothers or Maris Brothers at the time, they didn't have an A-grade team, but they had a whole bunch of guys that wanted to play football, and so they uh, they created the Coogee Dolphins back in 1993, which was a, a great thing back then.
0: Now, you're much more than just a sporting club, though. What is it that separates or differentiates you from other rugby league teams around the East?
2: Yeah, I think for us, we want to be engaged with the community. We don't just have rugby rugby league teams. We also have netball teams, and we're also open to to expanding that into into other sports as well. I think... For us, uh, like I said earlier, we, we create a friendship and we create a a, a a little community with inside a greater community and that's what's important to us. And we try and give back to the community as best we possibly can at all times.
0: So can you share with us a little bit about your commitment with Ronald McDonald House?
2: Yeah, so back in, uh, back in 2000 when we first ran our very first sports lunch, uh, Paddy Byrne, who was one of the organisers along with Clint Thompson, myself and Maddie Hayes, we... Uh, we put together a sports lunch, and it was to raise money to literally go on an end of season trip away. And uh, we thought that's a great idea, but who's going to come and give us us some money to go away on an end of season trip away? So, Paddy Byrne came up with the idea that we should support a charity. And at the time, one of the guys' uh, childrens wasn't wasn't very well, and so our chosen charity at the time was um, the Children's Hospital, or Sydney Children's Hospital at Randwick. And we raised uh, we raised I think we raised about seven thousand dollars at the time. And, uh, and we thought, what a good idea that was. And then we got to actually go into the hospital and see where the money had gone. And that was a light bulb moment for us and for the club to say, you know what we're doing here, it, it may have come about by mistake, but it's certainly the right thing to do. And we've continued to do that. Our chosen charity at the moment is Ronald McDonald House, and they do a fabulous job. Uh, we, we have room 17 at, uh, at the house. And we genuinely love it and uh, we're going to do that forever and a day and we'll raise as much money as we possibly can because the cause is right and we think karma is something and it's good karma for us.
0: How much money have you raised for Ronald McDonald House in total?
2: For our chosen charities, we've raised over $300,000, which is quite significant over that period of time. And like we said, we're going to continue to do that.
0: Now... The 2002 Bali bombings have forever shaped the Coogee Dolphins. For those Koji voice listeners who may not be familiar with this tragic event and in particular the connection with the Kooji Dolphins, would you mind giving us a bit of a brief history around this?
2: Yeah, so as I said, in 2000, we'd raised some money to go on an end of season trip away. And that first trip away was to Bali and then sort of that, that sort of started to continue a, a little bit of an end of season tradition where we would go away. Um, in 2002, we went back to Bali and uh, unfortunately, um, when the bomb went off in the Sari Club, six of us were, or six of the dolphins were, were sitting in front front row and unfortunately passed. It was a really, really difficult time, still a very difficult time for me. But the club has, uh, obviously, we gained a lot of attention and we gained a lot of publicity and we gained so much support from the community. You know, Randwick Council naming Dolphin Point, Dolphins Point is fabulous. It lets us reflect and... And go back there and think of all the good times and the good memories. And uh, it's just been the community support has been super. And we always try and engage and support the community where we can just to say thanks for the support that they gave us.
0: As a community leader in this area, I can definitely say that you do support the community. And that shines through as I've had very deep relationships with a lot of sporting clubs across the eastern suburbs and the Coogee Dolphins stands out in terms of one that is deeply bedded within the community and I think it shines through in everything that you do and it's something that the club should be incredibly proud of. Now Mark, the 2021 season is just around the corner. Can you tell us a little bit about the team?
1: Yeah, in uh, in classic Coogee fashion, I think it's a pretty unique uh, group of lads, people from all walks of life. That's what we love about the team. You get um, you know, a lot of Overseas players and there's a there's a strong uh, Camden influence in, in the team as well this year. So it's a it's a really tight knit group of lads. So um, I've been pretty impressed with the the work ethic of the boys and and the one thing that stood out is is the respect among the boys, not only of each other, of the coach Mick Golden, but um, also of the volunteers around the club. You get a lot of you know negative headlines about rugby league players being disrespectful, but these guys are just um so respectful and and i think being a good person off the field is is important to to doing your best on the field so we're building a winning culture i think in past years we we've been you know being competitive has been good enough but this year we 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 want no less than to to take out the comps so um, that's what we're shooting for.
0: So my first question is, why is there such a strong recruitment stream coming out of Camden?
1: <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it, it's all our, our skipper um, is um, from Camden. and I think he brought a lot of the boys with him. So I think it's just a lot more fun to live in Coogee than Camden. Sorry, guys. <laughs> also, as maybe
2: a little side note there, and Mitch Newton, who uh, used to play for the Bulldogs, was uh, he was captain coach at Camden Rams for a little while. I know Mitch. We we're best friends since we were under sixes,
1: <laughs> so I don't know whether that's got something yeah, to do be, with it. So you be. got some
0: insider trading Maybe, happening, Yeah, yeah. From the bush to the beach. <laughs> yeah,
1: we take all their pretty boys if there was any out there.
0: <laughs> as a player, what is it that separates this club from other rugby league teams?
1: Without doubt, it's a, a culture of togetherness we've built in the club, and that comes from, as Vance touched on, the, the history of the club. So. Um, it's not lost on us, you know, this club was built on a tragedy but, um, you know, we, we may not have n- known the guys that went away and lost their lives but it's something we talk about all the time. Um, even one one story from Halashi, you know, Mad, Mad Monday is, is meant to be a, a big party and we're kind of halfway through and one of the boys asked what the numbers were for on the on the Coogee Dolphins logo and... Joe Cramp, one of the senior guys in the team, was like, well, we're going to show you. So we stopped the party. We walked down to Dolphin Point and um, it was a pretty special moment, you know, 20-plus blokes arm-in-arm arm, getting a story off, off Crampy about the history of the club and there was, you know, boys tearing up and, you know, we've kind of built from from that. That was a pretty special moment for us as a group and now we've got guys coming down to pre-season training like in november december i was running a um, i called it fat club on a friday if you wanted to do some extras you could come down and you know a grade team struggled to get get numbers to pre-season training but we had boys down there november 20 plus down there wanting to put the minutes in and, and spend time together so it's a pretty special culture we're building of togetherness and, and yeah the boys just really do love each other and love each other's company we get to training and we hang around we don't want to just leave straight away it's that sort of Vibe at the moment.
0: So, besides yourself, is there anyone else we should be keeping an eye out for?
1: Yeah, I think there'll be a um, a good battle in the in the forwards this year for 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 the best forward award. One of my best mates, Josh Siddle, who I've uh, grown up with, he's a uh, big big handsome Tongan Tongan man who uh, takes no prisoners on the field. So, I expect him and um, Andrew Horn, another one of our Camden collective, to battle it out for best forward. And uh, I might be going off a bit early here, but. Uh, we picked up a, a lad named Jack Murray from Sydney Uni and I've only seen him train a couple of times but he's an outside back, fullback type which we've, we've probably missed that X Factor explosive kind of outside back in, in past years so pretty excited to, to see how he goes this weekend.
0: Upcoming season, are there any grudge matches that players should make sure they don't miss out on and come down and watch?
1: Vance can probably talk on this one more but… Yeah, uh, absolutely,
2: every single game. <laughs> No, the uh, the games between South Eastern and and ourselves are always always hard fought battles, and we look forward to playing Coogee Wombats as well
1: because we're not going to get
2: beat by either of those teams this year.
1: I'm looking forward most to the to the Wombats at the Coogee Derby. So, um, if if there's one game to get down to White, I reckon it'll be that one.
2: Twenty
0: Twenty One season, it's upcoming. Seen that you're looking to recruit girls and women. What's this about?
2: Yeah, so this is obviously an initiative that flows on from the New South Wales Rugby League. They're holding a league tag team in the, uh, for the thirteen girls, under thirteens girls, and also for the senior women's in the New South Wales combined competition. So we have been recruiting. We've been trying to to look for some players. We've had some interest. Um, unfortunately, at this point in time, we just don't have enough players for for either of those sides. But I think it it is going to be baby steps and incrementally grow. Um, we're certainly, we certainly, we have the infrastructure to be able to facilitate those teams but and we would love to, hot, to, to have a, a women's team. But just at this point in time, we just don't have the numbers. But if there are any ladies and girls wanting to play that are listening, we'd love to hear from you.
0: Clubs like the Dolphins are built off the blood, sweat and tears of volunteers as well as great organisations that help prop you up. Is there anyone you want to give a special mention to?
2: Yeah, thanks, Marjorie. I think uh, absolutely we do. Justin Hems uh, from the Merivale Group is our major sponsor. Uh, of course, um, they own the Pavilion, which is right at Dolphin Point, and it's so special for us because we can sit there, have a drink, and we can overlook the the, the point, which is just great for us. And he acknowledges that, and everybody at Merivale, O. Strickland and Sarah Jones, they've, they've been fabulous. And also they just purchased the Duke of Gloucester, the dog, which is even better for us. And so we'll be celebrating yeah. our uh, after-match games at the dog. Yeah. And so, we, you know, look, we, we love to give back to our sponsors, but they have been absolutely fantastic. And without them, we, we wouldn't be
1: on the field.
0: So there you go, Ramwick locals. Avoid the dog on a Saturday night. Really. <laughs> Sunday <laughs> night. <laughs>
1: Sunday night, get there.
0: <laughs> now, guys, before you go, there's three questions we ask everyone that comes on to Could Your Voice. You've got to tell us your best Favourite beach in the eastern suburbs, the best place to get a coffee and where it sells the best burgers. Mark, you're up
1: first. Oh, favourite beach. Well, I do love Coogee Beach, but if I'm looking to um, spend a, a longer session down there, I probably head over to Bronte. I reckon that's that's my favourite in the east. Best coffee. I don't really have a go-to place. Maybe um, the Courtyard Cafe. That's um, They always do a good job down there. And best burger. Hmm. I don't know how many burgers I've eaten in the East, to be honest with you. I'm just going to say Betty's Burgers because I'm stumped (laughs) down on Coogee there underneath uh, the Legion Club. Paul?
2: oh, This is a little bit predictable, but Coogee's the best beach, Courtyard Cafe for coffee, and uh, the Duke of Gloucester for a burger. (laughs) (laughs) There you go.
0: Now, guys, just one last thing before you go. If anyone wants to find out more about the club, where should they head to?
2: Uh, Go to our website, which is au. If anybody would like to contact me directly, that's easy. That's president at CoogeeDolphins.com.au. Be more than happy to hear from anybody who wants to participate as a volunteer, a player, a sponsor, anyone who wants to get involved with our community club, we'd love to hear from you.
0: New female players?
2: New female players, absolutely.
0: Paul and Mark, thank you for being on Coogee Voice.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: Isn't it lovely to see a local sporting club with such deep community connections? Now, if you'd like to learn more about the Coogee Dolphins, head to their webpage at www.coogeedolphins.com.au. You've been listening to Coogee Voice.